Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. You win some, you lose some. That's the expression. That's what they say. But IU won one and Purdue won none. And I don't think that even that expression fits where the Indiana basketball fan is, whether it's the Boilermakers or whether it's the Hoosiers. You're left asking, what the hell was that season even for? Tony Katz, good to be with you. JMV joins us from 93.5107.5. Uh, the fan, he is the voice of sports in Indiana. Uh, we're going to start with IU and that loss last night, which uh, I consider to be um, embarrassing. To say uh, the, the the very least, this was a team that was clearly not ready to play. This was a team that forgot how to play. Mike Woodson, at least uh, to his credit, as I heard it, wasn't trying to make excuses for the failure. I think Mike Woodson, who is the coach of the future, just realized exactly how far he really has to go with this program. No, there's no doubt about it. There was a really an embarrassment cloud other than IU and Kent State on Friday surrounding the teams that most of you listening audience roots for here in and around Indiana. I mean, it was that bad. Purdue and FDU, obviously. And then, you know, when you're talking about what IU did last night, and um, they they just got outworked. They got out, out-hustled, out-muscled, out-competed. And that's disappointing. If you just take a whipping because somebody is shooting a three or somebody is getting hot or at that moment, they're just better than you. That's one thing. But the way that they got worked on the glass on both ends and the way that they got outworked overall in that game, and really, Tony, other than the start of the second half when IU took that lead, that was about it. I mean, they got completely dominated by Miami, and that was an incredibly disappointing way to end a season and also an incredibly disappointing way to end a career for a guy that I wanted to see him not have to fight criticism, and obviously he's not going to fight it. I bring it up this way. But Trace Jackson Davis has had a great career at IU. And then now everybody is going to bring up, well, look, he never made it to a Sweet 16. Look at the the lack of positives he had in this NCAA tournament. I wanted to see him get to the Sweet 16, so that would not be an argument. And unfortunately, that is going to be, I bet, an argument. Unfortunate, again, as it is, people will bring that up. Yeah, we're talking about the fact that two things happened. First, I didn't give that score. 85-69. to 69. Miami, which was the five seed, over IU, which was the four seed. And secondly, you bring up uh, Trace Jackson Davis. You, you, you bring up uh, criticisms about him. You tell me, have there been real criticisms that have dogged him his entire career? Is this a guy who's not ready uh, for the NBA? Is there not a future for him? Or does a loss like this just limit where those opportunities are going into a draft class. Well, uh, Tony, I mean, the NBA plays a much different game than what he is suited for right now. Do I think there's a spot in the NBA for him? Yes, because he's athletic. He is talented. He can uh, get 
to both ends, do some things both offensively and defensively. The one thing he cannot do, which you have to do now as a big to be successful in the NBA, is be able to face up and shoot a jump shot and shoot a three. That's something we have never seen. But, yeah, he has been tagged over his four years many different times as non-competitive, as soft. And this is coming from the softest of the soft, by the way, too. I mean, anybody out there that loves that at him, um, is sitting on the couch, you know, eating candy and smoking cigarettes and doing nothing. I mean, the softest of the soft say that. But he just deserves better for what he has done. And this was all around him, the lack of guard play. I mean, Jalen hood Shafino, who has had a nice Big Ten freshman of the year season, really struggled until the final couple of minutes when he scored like three consecutive threes and nine points. And Trey Galloway didn't give him anything. Tamar Bates off the bench was an absolute disaster. Had an offer in Albany over the weekend, too. So, again, he just did not get enough help. And now, you know, Mike Woodson's going to be left, Tony, diving into the transfer portal here because he's gone. Race Thompson's gone. Miller Cop's gone. More than likely, Jalen hood is going to be gone because somebody's going to take a flyer in the first round of the NBA draft on that big guard. So it is going to be an interesting offseason of trying to rebuild on the fly for Mike Woods and the company. Talking to you, JMV from 93.5107.5, uh, the fan. Uh, he is the voice of sports in Indiana. I now want to move it over to Purdue. You are a guy who speaks to Matt Painter, coach of the Boilermakers, on the regular. And I know what I'm going to say might be upsetting or you might consider insulting. And I swear to you, I prepared for this. I did I did uh, three push-ups and a burpee. I am totally <laughs> set to go for this conversation. Um, I'm putting forth to you, JMV, that going out in the first round, as Purdue did, as the number one seed against number 16, fairly ridiculous, as the people of New Jersey would call the school, fairly Dickinson, Matt Painter can't close. Winning the Big Ten, being a number one team, all great, all good, all wonderful. Being out in the first round is what people remember. This isn't the first early exit for this team anyway. Matt Painter can't close, true or false? Well, he's struggling in doing it in the past three times. I mean, and really, you look at this one was the most embarrassing. And Tony, not only the most embarrassing, but the most embarrassing in NCAA tournament history. St. Peter's a year ago. That was in the Sweet 16. And then you go back to North Texas the year prior to that, which was an embarrassment. They were a free throw away from going to the Final Four maybe four years ago. But, yeah, I think what we find out with Matt Painter and what he has and certainly what we saw, Tony, in that loss to FDU was was guard play. And Purdue looked so slow and methodical, which normally they are. Um, that's the way they looked. And Fairleigh Dickinson got up and down the floor and got into them. Fairleigh Dickinson didn't guard anybody on the perimeter. Purdue didn't have anybody to knock down a three. When you turn the ball over 16 times and you're in the neighborhood of having more turnovers than your percentage three-point shooting-wise, which was 19, anybody's going to beat you. Fairly Dickinson, the Tony Katz All-Stars, it doesn't matter. You're going to get beat when you have numbers like that in an NCAA tournament. And it has been familiar. There's no doubt about it. Now, to me, People that suggest that Matt Painter needs to be fired, those are just really stupid people. But does he need to change up some some things on how he addresses this 
tournament, no doubt. Because he's got it down, Tony. The Big Ten Conference season, even the Big Ten tournament, he's got that down. But you've got to get into this tournament now because that has been your issue and find new means in which you can raise it. And that's at the guard position. That's getting quicker. That's getting faster. Across the board, you have to change some of your thought process with that NCAA tournament. Hold on. In mind, yes. I want to challenge you. You called okay. the people who are calling for Matt Painter's fi- firing. Those are the dumb yeah. people. Those are the stupid people. They you are. just agreed with me that Matt Painter can't close. Why right. all of a sudden is saying replace the guy a bad idea? Because he wins. He wins, and they're not going to get anybody better. He's one of the best coaches in the NCAA, and they're not going to find anybody better. Oh, yeah, there's a, they grow on trees. No, they don't. People that go to Purdue and want to stay at Purdue and done and has been successful at his level in winning, they don't grow on trees. And people that think it's that easy are stupid. People that think that it's that easy, well, you got this great class coming in, you know, this job would be so attractive right now, baloney. You got 10 guys on this team that would go 10 different ways if you ended up firing Matt Painter or if he went someplace else. They wouldn't get there. They wouldn't stay there. He is the best for Purdue. It's just up to him. I mean, you do have to reevaluate, certainly, your process going into the NCAA tournament. I don't think it's anything more than that. Does he deserve criticism? Absolutely. But to the point where you fire a guy that has been so incredibly successful, come on. I mean, I I know we live in this world where everybody's got to shake their fist and be angry after everything. But that's just stupid, and that's exactly how I challenge people to say that. His name is JMV. Catch him <laughs> over there in 93.5, The Fan. It's like me talking politics, people. That's how, that's how JMV brings it. Comes for the crush right there. Good to talk to you, man. JMV on the drive, Hubler.com hotline.